0: This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Montel Jordan is a Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum artist whose hit This Is How We Do It hit the number one spot on the Billboard charts and remained there for seven consecutive weeks. He has written hit songs for Deborah Cox and Cisco, among others. He and his wife, Kristen, are lead pastors of Masterpiece Church. It's our pleasure to welcome Montel and Kristen Jordan to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning. How are you?
1: We are fantastic. How are you? I'm it's doing great. Day.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Montel, let's start with you. Of course, we have to talk about the big hit, This Is How We Do It. How did that song come about, and what was that time in your life? That was such a huge hit for you. What was that time in your life like?
1: Um. Well... Trying to tell a story uh, regarding my upbringing in, in Los Angeles, California. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a wild time, but at the same breath, we were trying to capture the energy of what was happening in 1995. And so uh, trying to gather what it was like to grow up on the West Coast, to have an atmosphere of, of creating a song that was not so much negativity. It was more so trying to take negative things from the neighborhood and make them positive uh, and it just resonated with people and became a song that wasn't just for South Central L.A., but no matter how anybody anywhere does something, it became something that uh, has now gone on nearly 30 years. So yeah. super, super glad to be a part of that.
0: That song is multi-generational because you can go through kids today and they you can start it. I think it's been in some cartoons and some of everything. And even this um the Super Bowl commercial you guys did for Uber
1: Eats. Is that right? That is correct. And and we need that song to stay in people's minds because we got kids in college and <laughs> tuition is not cheap.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you this um, now, Kristen, let me ask you this now. You guys have been married for a long time, but you were married before the success of This Is How We Do It and things like that. How did the success of This Is How We Do It in Montel's career, how did that change the dynamics of your marriage?
2: Well, the irony is, is that we actually got married in 1994 um, before we were ever in the music business. And so, um, what we learned is, and when we went to the record label, was that for them, our success would be hinged on the perception of the public of whether we were married or not. They told him as a male artist that nobody wanted an unavailable R&B artist. And they told me as a manager that no one would respect me as a manager if they knew we were married. So we did not allow people to know when we were first in the industry that we were married. Wow. So it impacted us greatly. Um, And we didn't really know what we were signing up for at that point, to be honest with you. Uh, But for us, it was an incredibly wild ride. Um, But... As you can well imagine, there were things that came with that decision.
0: Okay, yeah. So I want to talk more about this because, um, Kristen, you, you struck on something. You were his manager. So that was, I mean, that's that's a huge difference. This show is all about people that work together. For So from the beginning, married couples that work together, you were guys, you were married and working together
2: the irony is is we were working together even before we were in the music business we were in advertising together and we have worked together pretty much our entire lives uh since i was 19 years old and let's say i'm a little seasoned and grown at this point
0: (laughs) all right there you go so let's talk about we talked about the impact that our how it changed the dynamics of your marriage but When you are married and you are both in a career, you're managing your husband, Montel, you are performing and you're touring. What does that mean for the children? Do the kids go on the road with you? How did you guys work that out?
1: Well, early early on, you know, it was just Kristen and I, and it wasn't probably about until a year or two in that we would have our first daughter, Sydney. And so from that standpoint, I think probably it was not the best decision, but probably Two weeks after she was born, uh, <laughs> she was on a tour bus, uh, a tour bus that uh, Biggie Smalls once had uh, called Big Shirley. That's what we called <laughs> the bus. And so we had our, two, our two-week-old our daughter uh, on the back of Big Shirley out on the road touring. Uh, and so I, I think when you don't know what you don't know, uh, it's kind of one of those we were on tour. This was our lives. She was a manager. I was an artist, and our our Baby was a road baby uh, for us to, you know, to travel and do the things that we needed to do at the time to to have a sustainable career of having a number one record and, and moving into the second album. All of those things were it was a new norm that there was no template for. We didn't have a something written saying, hey, if you are married in the industry and trying to raise kids, you know, do this. do it this way. So. Our song, This Is How We Do It, literally was a template for everything that we've done (laughs) in our lives, whether it's ordering Uber Eats or taking a kid out on the road, Mm -hmm. there is a way you know, that things are are done and we're trying to figure it out most times on, on that pathway.
0: And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to singer-songwriter Montel Jordan and his wife, Kristen Jordan. All morning long, we're talking about married couples who work together. For more information on the show, reach out to us on social media, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear On Air. Now, earlier, Kristen, you talked about how you and Montel worked together when you were 19 years old. You guys worked for a separate company. Then you went on to become Montel's manager. Now you guys are off in another venture. You guys are lead pastors of Masterpiece Church. Tell us about your decision to go into ministry together.
2: Well, in 2011, we actually went into full-time ministry um, for another ministry. And so we had done it previously. And at that ministry, we were the marriage pastors. And so we kind of um, were vested in and did that. And so now as we launched out our ministry in 2020, which was crazy all of unto itself, Mm -hmm. we learned um, during the pandemic that um, instead of us going and traveling all over the world to do marriage ministry, that uh, people would come to us. And during that season, um, what we learned is that people in Australia and Jamaica and Miami and everything, they would come to us. And so what we realized is, is that um, not only did we want to do the marriage ministry, but we wanted to have a weekly touch point with um, the people that we were ministering to. And so the Lord laid on our heart to start a church, and it is Masterpiece Church, and it's from our living room to yours, where you go, we go.
1: Yeah, and just to, uh, for those that are listening, uh, it's Masterpiece S N P E A C E because a lot of people will think it's Master P's church. Mm-hmm. And uh, although we appreciate him, uh, nah, 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 <laughs> this is not this is not his church. This this is this is Master P's church. Okay, got it, got it. So
0: let's talk about the ministry and how the ministry has it brought you guys together, strengthened your marriage. Um, what impact has this being in ministry together, what impact has that had on your the husband? wife dynamic?
1: I think it's been uh, liberating because most times when I'm a recording artist, I'm before the camera, before a microphone, and Mm -hmm. she's managing, so she's behind the scenes. And even when going into being a worship pastor at a church or being on an executive team, uh, I'm before people in worship, and she's behind the scenes in production. This is the first time that we literally can both be uh, right before God together, giving a he said she said uh version of marriage and of relationship and of ministry uh on a couch uh from a, from a living room to people's human living rooms their bodies uh, their minds we get the opportunity to minister to people together and just the dynamic of this from a church standpoint if you were to go around the world and look at churches most times the dynamic is designed where a male leader is standing before a congregation and there is a wife or a first lady or something like that, that plays a supportive role from the pews of of a church. Uh, And our dynamic is different. We've taken the husband and wife dynamic and we put it on the couch and we use that approach in ministry. So even if a message is led by me, we're still there together. If a message is led by her, we are there together. If we bring in a guest speaker, we are all there together, and people are seeing ministry of marriage up front along with uh, with uh, ministry of the gospel.
0: Good. Now, you two have been transparent about the challenges you faced in your own marriage, but let's talk about this as you pastor others and some of, maybe some of the things that you guys come across. What are some of the biggest piece of advice that you would give to couples? And I'll give you a couple of situations. Just tell me from your point of view Um, what advice you would have for those and let's um, finances for couples that um, maybe be in financial distress or in finances in general. I'm sure that's a a problem for a lot of marriages. What's your advice to um, those couples?
2: To be fully transparent with one another and have a thresholds or parameters or boundaries put in place of what a spending limit would be per se, or what a budget would look like. And then going over a budget together every month together so that you know where it's coming and you also know where it's going so that you guys are on one accord. A lot of the fights uh, that couples have are based on, it's the same thing across the board, right? Of misconceptions or lack of boundaries um, or what we'll say expectations. So if you have the expectation of this is what's going to happen, if something is different, you have a conversation. But if you don't have a different conversation, the expectation um, is that's where they go amiss.
1: I also think that when you if we're giving advice to a couple, I would say that separate bank accounts are probably not not advisable. I know there's some business standpoints where that's necessary. But the reality is if you go into a marriage with this is my money, this is your money, we need a prenup, all of those different things, I think you're setting yourself up for an exit strategy rather than an eternal strategy. When Kristen and I got together, there was no my money, her money, it was our money. And if people understand that it's our money going in, then that's, the I think, the key to having a successful financial marriage
0: all right great good advice um infidelity what i'm sure many couples face this what advice would you give to those facing infidelity
1: uh don't do it (laughs) Uh, that would be the first all right uh but i would say uh putting safeguards into not just having communication with your with your spouse uh but putting safeguards in uh because if you haven't experienced it that's great And you want to make sure that you are protecting your marriage uh infidelity uh can is you know the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and so uh making sure that your social media usage uh is 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 monitored making sure that there's full transparency in your marriage making sure that you don't make uh statements like uh, oh that's my work wife or that's my work husband you know, people that are married to the job or have other people on the jobs. Even though they're married, that has somebody at work that they will call a work husband or a work work wife. Uh, there's power in our words. There's life and death in our tongue. And so, I don't care how close that person is on your job, they're not a work wife or a work husband. And so, small things like that, I think, are are Uh I
2: would say in regards to um, communicating via text. If you are going to be speaking with somebody of the opposite sex that is not your spouse, that you do it in the round. When we communicate, when I'm communicating with other males, I put him in the round. It's not that he needs to know that information, it's that so that it's above reproach. We do better when we are doing it in community. And then that way there's no misconception about what was said, how it was said, what it was portrayed like. And so that helps um, in that regard. And then also putting parameters on how we spend our time. I don't have meetings with other men in a closed room or in a closed setting. I don't go in a car with somebody else from the opposite sex without a third person involved, or we drive separately. It's basically the perception um of something can also be perceived as reality if i am in a car with somebody else and somebody else sees me, like isn't that montel's wife hmm. yeah. and then it can cause the appearance of something evil even when it may be completely harmless but that way you're above reproach if you take the necessary precautions in order to protect you guys' marriage
1: yeah quick perfect story to, to oh, go yeah, along with that, that, that. Uh, i talked to kristen we were coming from a separate uh location uh, one of our CEO, uh, one of our uh, chief operators for for the Masterpiece stuff uh, was with me, and we were all headed to dinner. And so Kristen was meeting us. I had uh, the young woman with me in the car. And when I got to the restaurant and got out of the car to walk into the restaurant, somebody from the post office saw me and this woman that was not my wife uh, walking into the parking lot. And he was like, hey, uh, Pastor Montel, how you doing? And I'm like, hey, I'm good. And he was like, uh, where Where is Mrs. Jordan? <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's She's on the way, you know, right now. And he was like, oh, well, well, who's that? <laughs> like, so, so, literally, something harmless, still, if not putting the per- right precautions, perception, you know, can cause something to be with, something that it's something not. that it's not. And so, from that standpoint. You don't want the perception of it, and you definitely don't want the reality of it, you know what I'm saying, to be something that can can come between your your you and your spouse.
0: And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're talking to married couples who work together. On the phone with me now is singer-songwriter Montel Jordan and his lovely wife Kristen Jordan. They are lead pastors of Masterpiece Church. Now, you both touched on this, but let's talk more about social media and marriage. What advice would you have for couples when it comes to social media and their marriage?
2: That you would have each other's passwords and be completely transparent, as well as not entertaining conversations that you would not entertain if your spouse was there. If that person is a part of your past, there's a reason for that. (laughs) Leave them there. All right. (laughs) Do not do not take uh, and, and entertain conversations, um, people you knew from high school, things like that. Because when we do that, basically, we bring our past into our future, and it can infect and affect our our marriage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I know a lot of the, the challenges that a lot of people go through are because of social media. You may not be able to directly talk or connect with someone, but it's easy to go and DM somebody or go into a a Facebook and, and and look up somebody or be researching and looking at stuff you have no business doing. And so social media, the best way Chris and I look at it is that social media was meant to be a billboard, not a diary. Uh, and so post things here or there Apparently. appropriately, but diary going into how deep your life is and what you're going through and navigating. I think those are dangerous places that if my spouse is supposed to be the place where I'm confiding in most between God and my spouse. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, social media is supposed to be the, the third runner up in that in that relationship.
0: Wow, there you go. Now, you guys have been married um for a couple of decades here. What's the secret to a lasting marriage? What have you guys found is the secret? And as you work with couples, you know this, you work with couples in your ministry. What is the key to
1: a lasting marriage? Is there a key? Um, she's always right. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, she's not always right, but I think communication is definitely key. I know when you, when you say that, it sounds cliche, but literally, uh, we know couples that that don't talk to each other. They're they're not friends. They're roommates. They're roommates. Uh, they they're they're not intimate with each other. They don't have conversations. Uh, and Kristen is my best friend and. I, I think the lasting thing for us is, um, I know that I'm, that before she is my wife, uh, before she is the mother of our kids, before she is a woman, before she's anything, she's God's daughter. And when I start out from the place of understanding she's God's daughter, uh, and then I look at it as not only is she God's daughter, she's my friend. So God's daughter is my friend happens to be my wife and the, the, the mother of our children um, that's perspective and perspective of how I talk to her is not just as a wife It's I talk to her as God's daughter who is my friend who happens to be my wife and when you have that that construct in your mind it changes every form of communication that you have and from that standpoint uh, we're going on like you said nearly 30 years of marriage I think it gets better, uh, and it gets better as I am constantly trying to make sure that I am treating God's daughter and my friend, who happens to be my wife, uh, I'm trying to treat her well.
2: Absolutely, and I think that's the key too. Is is that I don't talk to him any kind of way. I don't raise my voice at like God's son. And this is the, is the key for that. Is is that. If if God is in the room while I'm talking to his son, I'm not going to talk to him any kind of way. And quite frankly, God is there. And so I don't allow myself to raise my voice or talk crazy to him or say crazy things, because I would get corrected. Imagine if you were sitting in the room with uh, your daughter and her boyfriend, and he started talking crazy. Like, how, as a father, would you react? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He wouldn't accept it. It would be absolutely unacceptable. So we think about that in the same concept as that. I don't get the, that um, opportunity to, to talk crazy to him. I don't allow myself to go there. And even if we disagree, we understand that there are constructs so that we can agree to disagree and then come to a, a, a common ground. And most of the time, like if he, there's something that he does that I'm, I'm don't particularly care for or I'm not in agreement with, I can say I don't agree with you, but I don't have to be disrespectful. All right,
0: all right. So thank you guys. We're running out of time. If our listeners would like to find out more about Masterpiece Church, um, how can they find out more, guys? You
2: can go to Masterpiece P E A C E Church dot com and watch uh, online at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every
1: Sunday. And and they can also go to MontelandKristen.com, and Montel has two L's, and is spelled out A-N-D, and Kristen is K-R-I-S-E-I-N, MontelandKristen.com, gives you information regarding what we are doing in the marriage space and Masterpiece Church gives you information on what we're doing in the ministry space. We have a Masterpiece Church YouTube, a Masterpiece Church app, MasterpieceChurch.com, everything Masterpiece Church from our living room to yours.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Montel and Kristen. I really appreciate you guys taking time and spending so much time with me. I really appreciate it.
1: We appreciate you. We appreciate Sunday Morning Magazine and your listeners. Uh, Thank you for your platform and so glad that we could be a small part of a big thing that you're doing.
0: We've been speaking to multi-platinum R&B artist Montel Jordan and his wife, Kristen Jordan. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine, where we focused on married couples who work together. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week, be encouraged.